Welcome to Reimagine Teaching Podcast by Teachers about how to reimagine a better future um, for teachers and students. I am here uh, today with Edith Martinez. Welcome back. Hi. (laughs) Um, We've done a couple episodes in the last season together and I was excited to have her on again. Um, As today, we are going to talk about reimagining the end of the school year. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we I have four weeks left, and let me tell you, I am counting down the days. Yes, I um, was just telling Edith, I had to take my maternity leave a week sooner than I thought, or than I had planned. So I'm officially on maternity leave, which means technically I am done for Correct. the year. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> minus the whole, you know, having a baby thing. Um but my coworkers were like, oh, we only have this many more Mondays. And I was like, I only I'm have two. Done. <laughs> and then Sunday night, I was like, just kidding. I'm done. Correct. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited to talk about this today and kind of how um, how we can make the end of the year, I don't know, better for everyone. Correct. Not just the students, right? But like the teachers, admin, like everybody in the school building. Right. Um. So before we jump into it, we are going to ask, what is bringing you joy today or this week or um, this week? I have a lot of stuff going on, but it's it's good stuff. Like we had our last lasso club meeting, our solo one anyways. Um, I have a retirement party on Friday for someone who's worked at my school for 20 years. Um, and it's just so exciting. So it's like we're celebrating good things this That's week. Awesome. So. Um, yeah, I am officially out of the building. Woo! I know. I Get should celebrate kids. that. <laughs> well, and I was, I was, we were talking about it when you came by and I was like, part of me is, you know, the, the teacher guilt of like, if I can be at work, I should, should be at work. The children, think of the children. Right. Um, yeah. So that has been really hard today because yesterday I was... Like, Sunday night, I was having pain and thought I was going into labor, which I wasn't. And so, um, but I didn't sleep hardly at all. So I was, like, for sure had to take Monday and was, like, I'm just going to take the whole week. Because my, my I was going to start maternity and leave next week anyway. We'll just plan to just be done. Um, and then, like, today I felt mostly fine all day. And I was, like, see, I could have gone to work. But I also know that, like, I, it wouldn't be my best self. Right, if you were at work. And then you'd be worrying about other things, and then... Yeah. yeah not um, worth it in the end. For you. And, for me, And right. the kids in the end, too. Right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, the, and the students don't want, like... I've had, like, really random pains and cramps, and, like, if that hits while, like, a kid is messing around, I'm gonna have no patience. <laughs> right, I was like... Um, but what's bringing me joy this week, it's been super sweet. Um, my husband um, and I, this is our first kid... And so we uh, are investing a lot of money into learning about having a baby. <laughs> um, so we hired a doula and we're doing childbirth classes. And uh, our childbirth classes got postponed a little bit. So we like have only finished half of them and then thought I was going into labor. And my I like I like panicked and was like, I don't know. I don't know if this is labor. I don't know what it's supposed to be. I don't know. I don't know anything. And my husband literally, like, was repeating, like, the textbook back to me. <laughs> and he was like, okay, like, slow your breathing. This is what Can the you book count said. It? And he didn't say this is what the book said, but he was just, like, he would, like, come and, like, ask me random questions. And I was like, yeah, why are you asking? He's like, well, if you can still talk, then their contractions aren't that strong yet, and you're okay. <laughs> That's um, amazing. And then, and also, like, I had woken up Sunday morning and was like, hey, there's a couple things. I told him, I was like, I feel a little weird, and there's a couple things. So he, like, I don't think, he does not like to read. He, I got a picture of him. He doesn't know. But he um, was, like, so intently reading the car seat manual, like, front to back. That's awesome. To install it? Yes. <laughs> On Sunday, he's like on the couch, leaning forward, and I asked him a question, and he literally like barely responded to me because he's like, "I'm focused on the car seat, the car seat manual before he installed it." And then he like brought the car seat in. He was like, "How is the baby supposed to fit?" I like show him how to loosen the straps and like. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! It's got I don't know how often you hang out with car seats, I but there's know. like a big strap that you pull to tighten it once the kid's in. And when it's shipped to you, that's pulled all the way tight. So it's, mm. you know, solid two, two and a half feet. And Joe's like, 
I don't understand. How can this be safe? And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, it literally says in the manual, don't have loose strings hanging around where the kid can strangle themselves. And then it comes with a two foot string. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that? So I just show him like, that's you loosen it and then you pull it tight. It's like, yeah. And then you tuck it in or something. And he was like, oh, okay. That makes more sense. It's amazing. It's awesome. um, but yeah, it's been really fun to see him like step into, you know, being my caretaker just in that we're both very independent and I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I can do it. And then him to be like, we had a conversation Sunday night and then we went to the doctor yesterday. He was like, you don't remember that we talked about that? And I'm like, no, no, I don't remember um, anything right. did yesterday. Like, but it's been cool then to see like, yeah, when, you know, when I'm like, oh, I think I'm having contractions, like all of the common sense went out the window and he's like, relax. Is your water is full? Here's a granola bar. Like, <laughs> Going that's through amazing. the whole checklist. Um, yeah, so that's been really cool, even though it was not for real labor, to know that, like, he's got my back and, like... Yes, everything is going to be all right. Right. When baby decides to arrive. Right. <laughs> but then last night, I was like... Because Sunday night, he didn't sleep hardly at all. Every time I moved or made a noise, he was awake. And he was like, you good? You okay? Talk to me. <laughs> like, can you, still, can you still talk? And so last night, I was like, you have to sleep. Right. Like, if it's for real, I will wake you. If you roll over and I'm not in bed, that just means I'm watching Netflix. But, like, you have to sleep. We can't right. both be sleep deprived. Right. Before baby gets here. Right. Before she's even here. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. But that's been really cool. All right. Um. So, end of the school year. How do you usually feel about the end of the school year? Oh, my gosh. I feel like normally in past years, like, we were set up great for the end of the school year, right? Like, okay, after spring break... We know we have generally two-ish months to finish the semester, right? And we're, like, checking along. Everything's great. I don't know, man. This year, like, spring break hit me hard. I was like, oh, shoot. (laughs) I have two months left to finish all the things Mm. we need to finish for the school year. Um, And I feel like normally we would get to the end of the school year and the kids are like, wow, we got, we made it. It's here. But I feel like this year the kids are done sooner. Like, mm-hmm. my kids were done right after spring break. They're like, I'm over this. And yeah. I was like, there is no way. We still have so much stuff to do Yeah. that you cannot be done. Like, as far as curriculum to cover? Correct, yes. Like, I was like, oh, shoot. We have this and this and this and no time to get her done. Yeah, our students are the same. And I was like, we still have a whole unit to cover. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And I was like, there you can't clock out. No. Because <laughs> then you're going to fail. Right. Like, what's um, happening? Outside of like the teaching portion, is there other? Do you guys have? Do you have other end of the year responsibilities as a teacher? End of the, no, no. Like this, well, for this year we kind of do. So we all the departments are moving, not all of them. Correction, most of them are moving to different areas in the building. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the school year, we have to like make sure all of our stuff is packed up, so it can be moved to the new parts of the yeah our new location. But no teaching, no. We have to fill out some paperwork, make sure to turn it in, the end, goodbye. That's nice. One of the things that's not fun about my job is we have so much extra stuff to do at yes, the end of the year. Yes, correct. <laughs> so, like... To prep for the next year coming, then peeps coming in. Yeah. So, yeah. So, last week, um, my goal was by the end of last week to be done with everything I need to be done with for the end of the year and then go back to work this week. But just kind of coast through. And I nailed it. I was done by the time I left on Friday with all my end of the year stuff. But that looks like lesson plans for the rest of the year. And I have a long-term sub. So it's lesson plans plus I have to explain what I mean when I say, you know. Do this. Do this in the. Look at this kind of situation. No, I feel that. Um, Yeah, I was like six. It was like a whole Google folder with six different page documents and links and folders and. Um, a bunch of stuff. And then, like, if you're confused, here's who to ask and talk to. Um, like, please don't bother me. <laughs> but bother me if you need to. Um, anyway, and then, and I co-teach. So part of my end of the year stuff was, like, here's your responsibilities in co-teaching. Here's some mm. materials and resources, um, you know, for, I think I just did that for one class. But I have some really low students in Algebra 1. So I was like, hey, here's some ways to teach the material that might make better sense to the kids and like right yeah. um 
doing more work because you're going to be gone. Because I'm going to be gone. Yeah. Um, but then as a department, yeah, we have a couple of things that have to be done at the end of every year, school year. One of the tasks I just didn't even bother with, and I'll ask my coworkers to do it. Um, all of all of our students get language plans every year, right? And they have to be updated, and, and those have yeah. to be updated three times a year. So those no. have to be done at the end of the year. Um, we make we don't make the schedules because the counselors don't tell us when classes are, like what period classes are. Right. But we make personalized recommendations for. Every single student. Right, yes, because you need to see, like, what level they are, what they can handle, what they can't. No, I feel that. Um, yeah, so I had to, because I do all the math support, so I had to make recommendations for every, every single ESL student as far as what math class they need to take and if it needs to be a co-taught class or not. Mm. Like, if I think they'll be okay without me in the room. Um, and then all the kids in my ESL class... You know, what ESL class should they take next year? Do they need a supported study hall? All of that. So that document had to be done. And then there was something else. Oh, we always have an end-of-the-year meeting, our department, with our um, our admin and our supervisor from the district. And they scheduled that for after my maternity leave starts. So I thought maybe they were going to reschedule it when I declined it, and they didn't. Um but that was another thing my coworkers like, well, we need your input before you leave. Like, what? You could have um, changed this. <laughs> but yeah, that was the one thing where I was like, here's the thing. We do it at the end of the year. Nobody takes great notes. And then we review it when we come back in August anyway. So that I didn't make a priority because I was like, we're going to review it anyway when we come right. back. Um, the only thing is if our job titles change a little bit next year, then that would play a factor in it. Hmm. Um. So I probably will send an email and say, I'm not going to attend that meeting, but please keep in mind that, you know, if these changes happened, I had volunteered for it, whatever. Um, But yeah, so it was a lot of like, not, end of the school year for us is a lot. Not only our class, but all the paperwork stuff. And then, I mean, we do ESL support, so. Right. The last two weeks before finals and the end of the semester. for the end of the school year, yeah. Our kids, you know. I, I don't have the privilege of being like, you know, when you're in my class, you're only working on my class. Well, no, they do get support For in their other classes. Other classes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the whole last two weeks is helping them finish their English papers and helping them make up their biology stuff. Right, and so they can pass the semester. Missing summatives. Yeah. And then for finals, um, which I won't be there for, so I am not involved in it, but um, we... All the ESL kids get to take their finals with us. Yeah. And so we try to be really organized about it. And, like, but the students get to elect if they're going to do it or not. So we literally ask every kid, like, individually. What's the, what's the plan? What yeah. are you doing? Oh, gosh. Which finals are you going to take with us? We have to make a list and get to the teachers. Um, we have them all in the cafeteria, but it's super organized. Like, all the tables are labeled. Um, I bring notes down. We bring calculators. We bring, like... Pencils, the whole thing, yeah. A whole thing. So three days of finals, kids get extra time. So when the other teachers are done at, like, 11.30, we have kids still taking tests all the right. way till 2. Right. Then to the, then to the school day, yeah. Um, Oof. Yeah, and then we're supposed to, like, sometimes, it depends on what kind of cleaning they're doing. But, yeah, then, like, put grades in and clean your room. And oh, my gosh, no. Like, when do I have time? Um, yeah, I had to have that conversation with my sub, uh, my long-term sub came in last week, and I was like... Listen, I don't know yet what has to be packed up, because if they're if they're doing the floors, you have to pack everything up. Oh shoot! So that they can move all the furniture. If right. they're not doing the floors, you can leave your yeah. books up on the bookshelf and stuff. So I told her I was like, I don't know what they're cleaning, but I have so much stuff in my room that I personally paid for. Right. I don't know if you remember that my yeah, students yeah. and I fundraised. We have a futon. We have some really comfy chairs. Right, yeah. I have, like, storage that I bought. I have a microwave. I have, like, all this stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, so I tell this up. I was like, please, please, please label all the stuff with my name on it. Because, so that you can have it for the next Yeah, year. because yes. if, I was like, I'm so worried that if I, with me not being in the building, someone's going to swipe it. Oh, my yeah, God. And no. I can't afford to replace a $200 couch. Right. Um, 
I mean, I feel like I could find it easy when I, like, walk around the building and be like, like, that's mine. Give it back. Bro, that's my futon, and here's the Amazon receipt. Correct. But that, it was stress. I was like, I know this seems very silly, but please label all my things. <laughs> um, And I share my room right now, and so I was like, also, everything in this room is mine if it's not on his desk. Like, right. <laughs> I have put my heart and soul in here. Right. This is mine. Um, I was like, you don't even have to ask him. It's mine. So... Yeah, so the end of the school year, though, then always feels like too much. Right. We also have a late spring break. Correct. You do. And um, you, had, you have an April. Yeah. So when you say, like, oh, we have two months after spring break, and that kind of, we have, like, six weeks. Um, and that makes a big difference, because it's like, oh, shoot, we have not much time. Um, and then, like, when I was looking at my sub plans and stuff, I was like, pretty much we have three weeks of instruction, um, and then, like, a week of makeup work and reviewing for my class's final. And then the kids in my class, they'll get a week to review and finish and study for other final classes' finals. Yeah. So that they can, yeah, finish strong. I feel like that. <laughs> because if I try to schedule, like, our class to go all the way to the end of the semester, they're going to skip my class just so they can go finish other stuff anyway. I feel like, so our school did away with finals, which I don't agree with, but, so in our school now... If you have A in the class, if an A, if you have an A in, a, in that class, you do not have to go to the final. Oh, that's right. And so that's super nice if you have straight A's. The last three days of school, you just stay home because you're yeah. done. The problem is a lot of our kids do not have A's. So then what do we do for those kids? Do you have another summative? Is it retake summative? And so that's something we had to think about this year. Low-key last minute because they didn't tell us the situation. Oh, no. They told us, like, weeks before the final situation was happening. So I was like, what is happening? So then if we knew that from the beginning, then what we could have done if we were smart, and we were, we just, like, didn't think about it. Like, we could have had our summatives or a week of retakes. Right. And I was like, children, get the stuff done, have an A before finals, and don't show up here. Right. But we didn't. So a lot of people did the final that they were supposed to do. Like, hey, if you are if you don't have an A, come in here and do the test that you were supposed to do. The problem with that are the powers that be at my school decided that the final could not lower your grade. Mm. Could only help your grade. So if you had a C and you fail the final, don't put it in because it's going to lower their grade. Right. So then kids kind of figured that out. And they're like, well, I'm not going to show up anyways. Right. It's like, I'm cool. I'm happy with a C. I was like, cool. Goodbye. Yeah. See you next semester. Right. So I was like, this is freaking pointless. Yeah. So you just made the end of the school year pointless for a lot of kids. Yeah. So they're done. Like, before finals, before the final week, they're just like, yeah, I don't have to show up no more. I was right. like, well, what do, what do we do with that? And, you know, the final, like, because our final is weighted, and so... You know, if they're even going into, like, the last test and they're like, I have a B and I'm more than happy with that. So I get to check out two weeks early. Oh, get, like, You know what I mean? Oof. Yeah, that's rough. No, yeah, we still have finals. Um, and so I had to write a final and stuff like that. But because of my position with the ESL kids, it's just so much more work mm-hmm. to manage my final plus everybody else's literally every final in the building like if miss martinez is going to send you down for an english test she needs to know to send you i need the paper copy right i need to know what the thing is about what the final in the paper with the student because that violates test security so we have to either like coordinate beforehand it's a whole thing um and then attendance and it's a lot so i'm not sad about missing that this year (laughs) correct um I think, I guess my big question is, like, how do we end the year well? Like, how do we, as teachers, end the year well? How do we help our students end the year well? Um, And one of the issues for me that makes it hard, and I think, what, my seventh, this will be my seventh year teaching. Every year, I'm like, I'm going to make so many notes and plans for next school year and, like, come in ready to go. And I'm realizing now that every school year, my job completely changes, and any prep I did ahead of time was a waste. (laughs) And even so, like, at Uh, least, so I teach on one, two, two different teams, right? So one team, 
meets very regularly, right? And so one of the things we talk about is like, hey, this is the first time we're doing this curriculum. We have thoughts, questions, concerns mm-hmm. for next year. The problem is we don't, we're so focused on this year. There's no way to this year. Like when do you have time? To internalize the problems, yeah. find solutions and have them fixed or, you know, have right. some idea to fix them for next year. No, we're just, we're focusing on this right. year. Unless you come in for the summer, but that's not paid. Uh, no. And then also like who, who has time for that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I get that. And then you, like, we don't find out, they usually try to tell us before the end of the school year what we're teaching the year after. Yes. But. That changes too, right? Someone that leaves. That changes too. Or, like, th- the numbers are wonky or whatever, or that can change too. And so. for me, it's co-teaching, so it depends on student numbers. Right. So they can say, here's the teachers who are teaching math classes. Um, here's the classes we th- you know, the periods we think you're going to support, but then it turns out that all the ESL students, you know, are in, are busy, and so we have to move it around. So I won't find out till we come back in August my schedule or who I'm teaching with. <laughs> so then how do you prepare for that right before school? Like, when you're also trying to get to start... Right. Like, the beginning of the school year sorted. So as far as, like, ending the year well, I have kind of thrown out the window the idea of prepping for next school year at all. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Um, I think about it, and then I try, and I'm like, well, I need to do the the things for this year first. Right, <laughs> right. And then, yeah, it's like, okay, great. I Oh, so like halfway through the year this year, I implemented um, a new reading thing. And so I was like, oh, I should pull articles for the first semester, because I didn't do that first semester. So I have those already. And then I, and then I realized there's a chance that I'm going to be moved to a different level, and I won't be teaching this level at all. So anything I pull or make is not... For this, like, yeah, it's not going to be applicable for next year. No, not great, too. Like, this year I'm all English, so I was like, okay, all of this... Well, yeah, curriculum's new for all of them. So I was like, okay, great. So if I'm teaching the same thing, sure, I can revise or whatever, but I think, uh, same thing, I think next year I'm teaching completely different things. Right. So I was <laughs> like, what the hell? Not that I don't want to, like, make it to share with a coworker. I'm fine with sharing with my coworkers, but that's not worth my time... I think, too, at this point in the year, one of the things I'm struggling with is just, yeah, so, like, we don't have to, we don't have time to, like, actually end the year and reflect. And we have, I don't know what year is, we have finals are Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Same. Friday is teacher work day, and then we're done. Yep. Same. So we don't even have paid time. I mean, Mm -hmm. and on that Friday, like, when you're done with your stuff, you can leave. No one's going to hang out and reflect on. Right, no. And even so... We had a snow day after spring break. I don't know. At some point, we had a spring break in March, or a snow day in March. And so we were at home on Zoom. And after that, we were like, how lovely would that be if periodically, during, like, the heavy months, and people know when they are, right? At some point during the last couple weeks of school, everybody's tired and done. Imagine if you had, you scheduled a Zoom day. Like, e-learning day. Kids do the things. Yeah. And then the teachers could get on top of their stuff for the end of the school year or maybe plan for the next year. Whatever. Like, you can make it super... Hey, you can even plan it. In the morning, grade things, call home. Right. In the afternoon, you must meet with XYZ, get stuff done. And the the kids can just do... Yeah, whether that is, like, you know, updating your final for this year or here's some reflection questions about going into next year... Yeah, we had, you guys have virtual learning. We don't do virtual learning um, for snow days. So our snow, last, because we did too, we had a snow day that day in March. They, in order to make up that time, they took away a professional development, or a a no student day from us. Oh. So we were supposed to have a whole teacher work day, and they took that away from us because of a snow day. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I was really salty about that. Oh, I would too. I was like, give back. Yeah, so literally, like, the one day... It would have been, like, our last work day before the end of the school year. And they made us have students in the building so that we could make up time for snow days. Oh, my gosh. So even stuff like that, like, being aware that, okay, let's, during this time, the teachers are trying to make it, right? The kids are trying to make it, and it's not working. So just being aware of that. Our school has been implementing, implementing a lot of things last minute. Which is, I think, throwing people off their game. I was like, mm-hmm. let's not do that either. Because we're trying to, like, make sure all these kids pass or finish or what have you. And then let's add more shit at the end. What yeah. the F? Like, no. Yeah. 
I think, too, like, the admin piece, too, of, you know, as teachers, we don't know what's going on. Partly because admin doesn't know what's going on. Correct. Exactly. Um, Yes. They introduced a couple weeks ago, like, we're going to do a whole new advisory system next year. (laughs) We'll have advisory every day. Oh, yeah. You were telling me about this. Oh, my gosh. And then for the freshmen only, it will be, like, an intensive intervention period, which is awesome. Love that. And And I have questions, thoughts, and concerns. That's as far as they got, is this is what we're going to do. What is it going to look like? We don't know. Well, who is going to be in charge of planning intensive interventions? Mm -hmm. We don't know. Who is going to make sure it's working? Like, what? Yeah. What data are we going to be collecting? We don't know. Um, Why are we doing this? (laughs) Right. We don't know. Look, our students need it. Um, (laughs) But then, so, like, as ESL teachers, we were like, well, what what is our role going to be in all that? Um, Right now, for our advisory system, we all have random groups of kids. I have one ESL kid. And so, you know, they were like, well, it's good. The students get to know other teachers, which is fine. And it's not for academic purposes. It's mostly announcements and stuff. Right. Yeah. But, like, if it's going to be for academic purposes, I need to be working with ESL students. Yeah. Like, that's something we don't just... give me a random group of seniors. Right. That's something that we just started this year. We started ELL advisories. Yeah. And so I have one because I speak Spanish. And so half of my kids are true ELLs. Like, yeah. They talk to me in Spanish, and yeah. I respond to them in Spanish. The other half are just like, yeah, hey, Miss Martinez, like, hey. Yeah. But also, so we have a group of kids. I mean, I can think of probably three kids off the top of my head who, like, did not, uh, it's called limited formal education. Mm. So they either didn't have a really comprehensive education in Spanish in their first language, or they, like, just didn't attend school for a while, so then they come here and we're expecting them to do academic, like, content area, grade level, or we're expecting them to do grade level content. We translate it, so grade level content in Spanish, mm-hmm. but they can't do grade level content in Spanish because right. they don't have the, the... They don't have the background, the educational yeah. background. And so there's a couple kids we have, yeah, like, three kids I can think of that, like, they really need more support because they can't do it in Spanish or English. Right. Just translating stuff's not going to help. And, you know, so we have to reteach things and we have to find other ways for them to get it. Yeah. There's one student I was telling you about, like he um, is from like the countryside in um, um, in Mexico. Like, you know, we looked up some some rural area. We looked up some stats and it's like one household has Internet thing. Um, They have one school building in the whole town. Dang. If you want to do like more school after that, you have to drive or bus out of the city. Or out of the town. Um, and so for this kid, like, you know, we're so annoyed because he's on his phone all the time. He's never had a cell phone before. Like, <laughs> oh, so this is like, oh. Right. Learning like, everything he, on the phone. We're trying to, when he started, he started at the beginning of the school year. Oh, my gosh. The number of times we have to, like, explain, like, what do I do now? You put your password in. And then what? And then press OK. And then what? Go to Google Classroom. Like, every step day by step by for step. months. Dang. And then it finally, like. Clicked. We literally, like, a couple weeks ago, we, like, started looking and asking him questions. We're like, oh, the kids never used a computer. Right. That's why this seems, like, bonkers. Right. Foreign. Oof. Um, But, like, if we, even if we had known that sooner in the year, when were we going to, like, sit down and give him a comprehensive, here's how to use a Chromebook? Oh, my gosh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we don't have time. And so that's one thing, you know, going into next year, like, we ask admin, like, hey, can we make sure, like, if we have to have students with us, it's only ESL. Or preferably, don't schedule students with us, and we'll pull kids as we need. And they're like, yeah, maybe. And that's, I mean, thinking, so thinking end of the school year, start of the school year, right? So the start of school year, I had freshmen. Granted, they knew how to do stuff, right? Like on the computer. But they u- use Google Classroom because it's free. We have Canvas. Mm-hmm. So it's like teaching them how to do Canvas, how to pull up stuff. And granted, yeah, teaching them will be helpful in the long run. But to a certain extent, we also don't have time, right? Like, if we took X amount of days to teach them the in and outs, I was like, we would lose content, right? And then if we get observed, I was like, what are you doing? I was like, well, they don't know how to do things. I'm teaching them how to do it. But then you're not doing content. And you're supposed to do bell to bell, blah, 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 a whole bunch of bullshit things. Bell bell ringer or whatever the heck. So I think for teachers, the frustration is like, we don't know what's going on. Probably because admin doesn't know what's going on. Because the school district doesn't tell them, like... That yes. kind of thing. I think for students, 
one of the frustrations my students have, and it's hard for them to end the year really well, is that at this point in the year, they feel like if they're failing, they're going to fail. fail. And there's no way to get out of it. So they're just piecing out and done. Yeah. And for a lot of my, like, ESL students get time and a half. They get a ton of grace. Like, a lot of my students don't realize you can ask a teacher to retake things. Right. <laughs> I had a kid who, like, he was like, hey, I didn't finish my test last week. And I was like, oh, the grades already got put in. And he threw a huge hissy fit tantrum and was, like, shit-talking me to his friends about, like, she was making me fail and blah, blah, blah. And I finally, like, what? But he didn't come to me about it. So I, like, got pissed and, like, made him go talk to his dean. I was like, don't talk about your teachers right behind, literally behind my back. Like, I was sitting in a desk and he was two rows behind me. Um, but I told the dean, and I told him, I was like, just ask if you can retake it. Right. The answer will most and likely be And he was like, yes. oh, I can do that? Yes. Yeah. Like, don't throw a fit about it. That's, yeah. But, like, my students don't even realize that that's an option. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if they do realize they have that option... There was a huge situation last week, which was super frustrating. Um, a girl didn't take a test because she was on vacation. And she's like, well, when can I take it? And I'm like, whenever you're free. Well, I don't have any time. And so it's like, well, yeah, she doesn't have a study hall. Oh, okay. So then when is she going to take We it? don't want her to miss more content in our right. class. To retake and she was like, well, I can come in this period. And I was like, okay, fine. And then I looked at her schedule later and I was like, that's your science class. Like, you can't miss your science class to retake, to retake a math yeah. test. Um yeah, and so that, like, frustration, too, of, like, you know, if I'm at this point of the year and I'm failing and the teacher, you know, doesn't or can't give me time during class, a lot of our students are not responsible for their own transportation. They can't come sooner. They can't stay later. Right, yeah. Um. Then, like, what's the point of even asking trying or trying? Or trying. No, I feel that. And I think my kids are like that, too. I put in grades. For my freshmen, we're doing... We did a lot of summatives back to back to back. And the next summative was building on the previous one. Mm -hmm. So if you didn't do the first one, the second one is a little bit harder and so on and so forth. And so the kids who, when we got to the third and fourth summative and they hadn't done anything, there's nothing, like, you have to want it to get to that. I was getting so irritated because I was giving them time to do it and, like, extending stuff that I just started locking things. I was like, children, it locks this day. Get it to me. Like, And so now I have kids who are sharing stuff with me because I locked it. I'm wrestling with, do I put in the grade or just give them the zero? Because, like, you literally sat on your phone for a week and a half while we were doing this essay. It's four paragraphs. The the second one is is a reflection. So you're basically saying, I think, I believe, I want. I was like, super easy. The introduction and the conclusion are the same. They're just reversed. I was like, should I actually grade this? But then I'm like... But then, what to your point? They're they're defeated. I was like, oh, I have a D plus. It is what it is. I'm I'm done. I was like, well, we're there's no winning. No. Well, and I have because we do credits by semester. So I have students who like they failed their first semester math class, and they currently have a ten percent. They're not going to math anymore. They have to retake first semester anyway. Right. They're not going to pull their grade up. Um, and I don't know if you guys have credit recovery. We do. One of the issues we have is the credit recovery program is so easy. Mm. Um, Ours is very cheatable. Yes. It's an, it's like an online Yes. So program. like if somebody, if you know someone who did it last year, they have all the photos and they just share them with you and then you pass. My kids said they can Google it. Um, oh, even better. And so, but it's literally you just sit at a computer and click through slides and then take quizzes. Correct. So it's time consuming, but it's. Super easy. Super easy. Less effort. You can do it on your own time. Um, So what's frustrating then is, so I have like sophomores who are taking um, (laughs) freshman math for the second year and failing it again. And I don't want them to feel defeated, but also there has to be some... um, Something has to give, right? If you're taking this the second time and we're failing it again... Who's the problem right now? Right, exactly. (laughs) So, like, when I'm planning for next year, like, what math class should they take? And I'm like, well, really, you have to show you can do Algebra 1 before we can put you in a higher math class. So I guess you're going to be taking Algebra 1 again as a junior. Right, but but that's the thing, too, right? So if you took it the first year, failed it, and taking the second year, you've already seen the material. So are you bored? Are you just, like... Right. I was like, so... Um, But for those kids who are like, yeah, I already know I have to make up the credit, so why even try... I'll just do this on the computer next year and get it done in, you know, half the time or quarter of the time. 
which I don't blame them because that's true. <laughs> right. Oof. But it's frustrating for teachers. I mean, I have a student that I see twice a day. He's in my English class. Um, or no, I have him for my English class, my ESL class, and his English lit teacher emailed me about getting him to write an essay. And I was like, I can't even get him to do ESL stuff. And, and the, you want an essay out of him. <laughs> yeah. And the prompt, like you said, the prompt that he had to do last week was like six sentences about your opinion on banning phones in school. There's no right or wrong answer. They didn't just have to right, provide yeah. evidence. It was literally just a reflection. And he could he didn't couldn't be bothered to do that, and right. And then that's the thing too. To, once we get towards the end, I feel like kids are like, "Well, I don't need that. Like, I'm we could be done now." And I was like, yeah. "Well, no, there's still more things." And the tension of, you know, so for students, they feel defeated. And, um, what is that video? That famous TED talk? Like every kid needs a champion. Right. Yes. And you're like, oh, I need to step up and like I'm that champion. The one person who can like pull them through the semester. And now we've had a couple kids who've pulled it together and like got credit. But like, oh my gosh, that's exhausting. Correct. Especially like, if you saw my I, grades were due today for me, and if you saw my grade book, it's either kids are passing with A's, B's, or you're straight up D's and nothing it. So it's oh, like, that's how mine is. So it's like, so how how do I get you there? And I was like, and it can't just be me. I cannot be pulling extra work. Literally, I went to Starbucks Saturday, Sunday, yesterday. Like, something's got to give. I yeah. cannot, like, you need to meet me. Hey, I'll take 35% at this right. point. Like, not even halfway. Right. But if you're not, like, what's the freaking point? Brittany clocked out. I was like, well, Brittany's done. So Brittany can be done on her phone, and I will focus on the kids who wanted yeah. to pass my class. And that's super shitty, but, like, again, end of the school year, like, we're, everybody's done. Yeah. Because we're, like, okay, we have to focus on the end goal, which is, you know, making sure we finish these summatives, make sure you finish these grades, make sure you finish yeah. the school year. And I was, like, well, we're just trying to finish. And without, like, as teachers, without burning ourselves out. Correct. I mean, you can leave your grade book open as long as, you know, all the way up till the day of finals. But then you're going to be grading right. that last night of grades due. But even then. Like, all night. Even then, I done that. Like, I will take anything, any, any time. I did that last year. I was like, I will take all the things at the last minute. I don't care. But the kids, if they're not doing it in class with me, the chances of them doing them on their own is very slim. Yeah. So it's like, there's not, there's no point. Like, the powers that be are like, well, you need to give them more time. Great. I can give them the whole semester. I can count with my hands how many kids took me up on that. Yeah. Like, the summatives that just locked, I was like, I have two kids who turned in stuff. And the only reason they did is because they're an extension, and their extension teacher literally forced them to. Right. So I was like, what are we doing? Yeah. And for me, like, this semester, especially the last couple weeks with being pregnant and at the end of my pregnancy, and I was like, last week I was already starting to have pain and be uncomfortable, and I was like, I'm not... (laughs) Not walking around and checking that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing on the computer and you're working on a summative right now and it's going to be due on Friday. Right. And we've done these all year. Yeah. None of you are new. You've right. been in, you know, if, even if you're a freshman, you've been in school now for six months. Yeah. So figure it out. Um, but like, I think for me, this, this end of the school year, because I'm pregnant and be on maternity leave, it was, it felt a lot more like. I could put it on the kids because I'm not going to be here. Um, but also, I mean, my my ESL class is not a required credit, you know, whereas math and English credits are. Um, for better or for worse, we have a really big credit recovery program. And so you can always just take it in credit recovery next right. year and or in the pass And then move on to the next thing, whether you learn something or not. Right. Because we don't really care if you learn as long as you have A's, B's, or C's yep. and pass on to the next grade. As long as our, <laughs> as long as we look it on paper, we're Gucci. Right. Which um, is a problem. Something else. But it's also, I mean, literally, from here till the end of the school year now, and eh, maybe starting next week, well, my coworker will have kids in her room every day for two hours after school making God. stuff up. Jesus Christ. Like, that's on my coworker then to have to stay with all these kids. Right. And help them do their final English papers and do their, you know, and it's like, we could have spread this out and you could have, you know, if you go into finals with an A, the worst grade you're going to end up with is a B. 
Yeah. And that's a lot easier to manage than trying to go from a 30% to passing. Oh, my gosh. At least in our school. So we have after-school ELL help every Monday through Thursday, all year round. And it's mm. the aides who stay. Okay. Um, so theoretically, they know the material because they're in the rooms yeah. and stuff like that. So they can help you. So if you if you need that support, it is there offered for you yeah. after school. But do so, kids use it until the end of the year? So, no, there's a couple kids who are always there, That's like, who come in or, like, when they know, they're like, oh, I, we have a task. Let's help. Yeah. But, like, but, yeah, towards the end of the school year, they're like, yeah, I need to pass everything. I was like, well, there's no way. Yeah. So how do we, I guess, the two pieces, how do we make the end of the school year better for teachers? And then we can talk about students. Okay. Like, for you as a teacher... And I know they're intertwined, so it's hard to separate that. But what would need to change for you to have a better end of the school year? Oh, my gosh. I feel like... I don't even know. I feel like it's just literally a race to the end, and it's so random, right? Because, like, it's going to change every school year. But, like, even if... I don't even know. I don't know what the answer is because it's crazy pants till the end. Yeah. And so, like, how do we make it uncrazy? Well, you said you have new curriculum this year? Yeah. That's one thing I've been thinking about. I have not taught the same curriculum two years consecutively my whole teaching career. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, with having to do sub plans, I had to do the whole last unit, all of the reviews for the final, and write the final before mm-hmm. last week, um, which sucks because that's a lot of work to do. But I have never taught the same curriculum two years in a row where I could be like, I know all the materials are created. I've had to create new materials every year. Oh, my gosh. Which is <laughs> exhausting, right? Especially towards the end because they're like, oh, I need to know, like, backward design situation. Right. So I was like, where do we stand? What are we doing? But I haven't had time to write the final to make sure that it's backwards design. Right. Um, so I think just that, like, throughout the year, having some time to be like, or throughout the semester to be like, how is this going to look on the final? You know, yeah. let's look at our final and our summatives, write those out first, and then do your lesson plans instead of like just planning for the next week. Right. Um, and then to like, I don't know, for me to stop change like the fact that I either have a new curriculum every year or my position changes a little bit or, you know, like the district makes changes, that's exhausting. Like I can't plan right because all the changes are reinforced upon yes which makes it really hard at the end of the year even like like i said i have all this stuff planned we just implemented a new curriculum this year so i have all the resources from this year and i don't think i'm gonna be teaching this class next year oh my gosh so i get to hand it off to another co-worker which is nice for them but like for you where's my handoff right exactly yeah and what i'll be doing you know now the math department's getting all the new curriculum and so Anything that I helped co-teach this year and any notes I made oh this God, year. Oh, my God, a wash. Those are a wash. It really is, like, oh, my gosh. Exhausting. Um, all year round, plus the ending. And during the year, I don't have time to formalize any, a lot of stuff. So it's how I try to explain that to my assistant principal. Like, we have a test coming up. My notes are handwritten. And when do I have time to, like, type that into a document that I can reuse next year? Right. And she's like, well, can't you just, like, take a picture and scan them? And I'm like, that does not look good to print next year. Right, right. <laughs> but, like... And then, yeah. And so, we... So, for me, one of the things is, like, I wish I could just do the same thing two years in a row. So that it's easier. Yeah. So that it was... The end of the year is, like, oh, the final's already written. Right. I know where we're heading at the end. Yeah. Um. So that's hard for me this year. And also, like, we, we do... Our last faculty meeting was canceled because they owed us time for something else mm-hmm. we did. I was like, that's great. Yeah. So, like, even if the last, I don't know, do that more often. I was yeah, like. Yeah, more time. So, like, faculty meetings, you talk about bullshit things anyways. That could have been an email. Mm-hmm. If you cancel some towards the end, because none of the information you give us is going to be worth, is going to be valuable to me anyways. Right. So, here, have this hour to do things that you needed to do well, for the our, end of the school year. Our staff meetings, briefly, and I don't know why, but they were doing them on, like, Google Meet. Oh. Instead of making us all go to the auditorium. I love that. Which was so nice, because I could grade while I had it up. Like, right. It's having to be in the auditorium, like, a student, and, like, you know, everyone was watching, and we all just listen. Like, no, man, we got to get this information to you. 
Because part of it, too, is admin has to prove that you got the information, so they can't just do an email. Right. Fine, take attendance on Google Meet. <laughs> right. But at least, like, let us stay in our room and do stuff. Yeah, the time piece is really hard. Right, especially because, like, I feel like towards the end of the school year, you, you don't, I don't have time. So, like, no. how do I make sure that I'm doing all the things and the kids are getting all the things and it, the answer is no. Yeah. Because you can't do everything and you shouldn't do everything. Yeah. One of the things I was hoping for this year that didn't happen, so it's going to make the end of the year, it would make the end of the year hard and it's disappointing. We were supposed to have regular meetings with our admin so that the end of the year meeting was not such a big thing. Mm. We did not have regular meetings with our admin oh as God. an department. So then at the end, they're like, what did you do? And I was like, this is what so happened. So at the end of the year, yeah, it's like a huge, like, you know, we need to reflect on this school year. Well, we should have been reflecting every quarter. And right. then that would be, this would be a shorter, more summarized meeting. Correct. But, and then you would know what was going on as it was going on. Right. But instead, that meeting would be a huge, like, everything that went down this year and how do we fix it for next year. Um, and because it's such a huge conversation, then it's not effective or actionable right because then yeah if you're met quarterly then you're like this is what's happening this is what sucks okay what can we do for next quarter instead of piling it all up for the end of the year um but that's hard because that's i mean for us like i literally had to remind admin like you were gonna come in this quarter oh yeah and like which is why are you putting more work on me to remind you to do the thing you said we wanted to do so we didn't meet third quarter i know we didn't meet third quarter um anyway but so like that kind of stuff too of like if we could do these like spread some of this out throughout the year so that at the end of the year it doesn't feel like such an ordeal or even like department like picking back in so we did have department meetings monthly right plus we have faculty meetings month monthly yeah. so like one department meeting why why are we learning about the SAT again right I was like instead of like here's an hour Meet with your whole team or whatever. I have two teams, so like, how the hell am I supposed to split yeah. with that? I was like, m- like, scheduled times to run mm-hmm. through stuff. And I was like, how helpful is that? The beginning of the school year meetings, we have three. We have three days of beginning of the school year meetings. Half of that time is stupid because we have people lecturing us about people who don't know what the hell they're talking about, <laughs> who are like, like how to get to know your students. Oh my god, stupid bullshit things. Imagine if that Friday. After finals, you turn in your paperwork and and you and like I this make people mad. Force meetings. Mm-hmm. It's like you are gonna talk about this school year and plan one thing for next school year. Right. Like we have contract contractually. We it's a day. Right. You get paid for that day. So use it effectively. Don't make us come in to turn in a stupid ass paperwork. Right. Just Literally that. like you. I we li- do we do breakfast and hand in keys and then leave. Exactly. Like, why? No. We yeah. Not even. We don't even get breakfast. That's smart. No, we was like, yeah, come in from 8 till 3 on Friday after finals to turn in a piece of paper because you can't turn it in beforehand, mm-hmm. and then you can peace out. And I was like, that's, I think, stupid. Yeah. I was like, what if we had a actual useful meeting where you could, like, reflect yeah. on this school year and kind of figure out next school year? Yeah. Like, how great would that be? I think, too, when, for me... Especially knowing I was going to be out on maternity leave. The last couple weeks were really hard because already staff was like, eh, the school year's almost over. Yes, and then, yes. And that transfers to other staff and that transfers to students. Right, because the teachers hold it together, let's be real. So when we're done, the kids are done. So I had, yeah, so I, like, I think that attitude, too, of, like, eh, we're close enough to the end of the school year, really harms everybody. Mm -hmm. Because then everyone is like, What's the point? What's the point of trying to help Edith get caught up? That's true, yeah. She's not going to make it. She's not going to make it. You know, this kid is clearly struggling with personal stuff. Well, we can't get them into therapy services because it's too close to the end of the year. So what's the point? This kid needs serious academic intervention. I've been trying to get a kid screened all year for, like, special ed. And they pretty much, a couple weeks ago, told me, like, eh, it's too late in the school year. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, even if we can't do anything with the information, if we had it, and they were like, no... I'm trying to, so we have a, a unit left in all of my classes, right? So, like, I, we had a come-to-Jesus moment recently. Like, children, please realize we have a month left, and we have two summatives left, right. and we are going to do them. Right. So, we are reading this book, and your summative is on this book. Yeah. So, we are doing the damn thing. And I was like, well, we're almost done. I was like, I realize that. 
and we're we're gonna finish this book. I was like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. But the woman they hear, hear their staff and teachers be like, oh my gosh, we're almost done anyway. That rubs off. All right, last thing. How do we make the end of the year better for students? Oh Jesus, have finals. <laughs> have my, finals in my case. Something that is accumulative, like this the is end. Important. Like this the is. End. And it also gives us data, right? Because, like, finals are supposed to be, like, what did you learn this semester, right? Did you learn what you were supposed to? Did you, are the summatives an accurate reflection of your grade? Because then a summative would be, or sorry, the the final would be, like, oh, yeah, this would prove that, yeah, you did the thing, you know the thing, you could do the thing. Right. And that way it also ends the school year, right? It's, like, the thing we're working on is towards the final. Right. So everything you learn this semester. Whether it be a project. An essay. Whatever. Like, all semester long, you've been working towards this one thing. Right. Um, so then that's that's helpful, right? Because you do the final, and then you know you're done with the class. Yeah. Um, Instead of this, like, even our students, because the final's 10%. So they'll be like, eh, I have a B. If I don't show up for finals, I'll still get a C. And it leaves a really weird, like, eh, I guess I can be done. Instead right. of a really definitive thing. And... One of the things for my students, I think, is, uh, and I don't know how to do it because I've been trying, um, but just, like, how do you make the end of the year a priority for kids? Right, when they... When they already feel done. Mm-hmm. Um, for some of my kids, like, last year or even first semester, it literally takes until the last week of school for them to be like, oh, this is important. They're not stupid. They're actually really smart. They can screw around all semester do all the work the last week of school and manage pass. to pass. Yes. Um, which but, as a teacher is frustrating. <laughs> right, cause like, why was I here for all this whole semester? Yeah, so I think part of it, and I hate... I mean, I like, how it. to get them to buy in. Either buy in or have more serious consequences. That's true, too, yeah. I mean, I have a student. I have students who are skipping classes so much where they show up to class and they're on their phones the whole time. And we don't have... Um, a, we don't have a cell phone policy. Mm. I think I'm the only teacher who sends kids to the office for cell phones. Oh, my God. Because um, if you're not going to do anything in here, then get out. Because mm. they just come to my class to talk. Um, I just visit with their friends. Um, but then with the credit thing, too, like... Why is credit recovery an option? Right. Fail. If these kids... I mean, if these sophomores genuinely... Could if not. it was a real threat that they would have to take freshman math again, you better believe they would have passed it this year. But it's not. They know they can do credit recovery. And get it super done, super easy. But that's kind of about consequences. Like, how do we enforce, like, the kids who skip a lot? Okay, cool. They're not here. How do we make sure that they get a consequence that matters to them? When they're they're not not here. When they're not here anyways. And, like... And the credit recovery thing. There's kids who really need that opportunity. How do you just, like, how do you determine if it's a kid... Who needs a credit recovery opportunity versus a kid who just goofs off all the time and, and fails. And knows that this is an option and a super really easy way. Like, I had kids who were like, I'm just going to fail everything so I can go to credit recovery and then get it done. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I think, too, like, I... So I think, yeah, those consequences, you know, some buy-in and also some consequence of, like, no, man, if you don't pass this class... Or, I mean, we have... I have kids going into junior year with less than five credits. Oof. And you need 26 to graduate. Oof. At some point, there needs to be a very real consequence of you're transferring schools. We can't help you here. Right. Get caught up with 21 credits in two schools. Like, two, two, yeah. in two years. Um, but even, like, those conversations don't happen. Like, they know right. they can come back. They know they can do credit recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for, for my students, like, there just really is not... A motivation. To right. Like, so then how, as teachers, right, it's like, okay, Brittany is super motivated. She don't care about all. So, like, how do I help Brittany do what she needs to do without some some buy-in on her part? Because at, at some point, the teacher just feels defeated. Yeah. It's like, how, I cannot And the you. only thing I found that works is sitting with a student one-on-one. How am I supposed to do that with all 100 students on my case? Correct. Yeah. And then plus you have to teach content because blah, 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 yeah. blah. And plus, like, if you don't do the thing. And I'm ESL. So I'm also responsible for supporting them in every class. Right. So, you know, okay, say just the kids in my ESL room, 20 kids with eight classes a piece or seven yeah. classes a piece. That's still 140 classes mm-hmm. to sit down one-on-one with. Like, there's yeah. just no way. Correct. 
Um, There's no winning. Yeah. So I think, I mean, for some of our students, it really is just time. Mm-hmm. Like, they feel like they don't have time in class or during the school day to do stuff. And so they get behind and then it snowballs. Yeah. But also just the real consequence of, like, hey, if you only have X number of credits going into your junior year, you're being transferred out of this building. Yep. Because you're clearly not doing Correct. the thing. The school cannot help you do the um, things you need to do. And I think, I mean, and that's like a district, uh, a big picture thing of like, yeah, if it's not working for our students and we know that, why do we keep making them and the teachers suffer every end of the school year, every end of the semester, when the kid has a 3% mm-hmm. like, and hasn't done anything all right. year long? And so the same thing with like, so I have kids who are failing because one, they're never here. So excessive absences or excessive suspensions. Like, mm-hmm. so like, what, what, why is that kid still in the building? I get it for whatever reasons. I know this real, but I was like, we're clearly, this is not the place for him. Right. Or her, whoever they are. Right. So how do we help them get where the, the help they need, right? A, a situation where... They are here on the daily where they are not suspended every other day, this, that, the other. Um, I have a freshman. I knew by October that this, our school was not a good fit. Yep. And sure enough, we're getting to the end of the school year and she got a total of half a credit this year out of a possible eight. Yep. Mm -hmm. I I know. I, I called this in October. Yeah. And we've done nothing. And they, we won't do anything. Oof. And when I talk to admin, they're like, well, the kids usually figure it out at some point. What? What, what like, if they never do? And then there's, we just roll them on doing the same yeah. thing that's not working for them. And then what? Yeah. And then they do the GED program second semester of high school. Oof. Um, yeah. So I think those, like, the end of the school year always feels really, really busy and hectic. So just the time for everyone to kind of get it together. Correct. I'm really lucky that, like, I'm the only person in my building who teaches the ESL class I do. Nice. So I built in, like, two full weeks of finals review and makeup work mm-hmm. into our lesson plans was, like, and I do a, a makeup work ev- or a makeup day, work day, every week. Um, and nobody questions me on it. And if someone came in and observed, it's very structured. Like, the kids have a specific to-do list. So I can be like, this is how I plan it. But, like... Not every teacher can do that. I know that. And even that, so, like, during e-learning, right, COVID, we had that, right? During the powers that be realized that our number, like, everyone was failing. Yeah. So they're like, we should do Fridays, get your, like, you know, review or whatever day, like, makeup day. And I was like, imagine if we had built that in forever. I was like, make sure that you have, you know, X amount of... Well, because that's, I think, part of what I was saying with the students is, like, it snowballs. You hit the semester running... You do two or three weeks straight of content and then a summative. And if you miss any of those days or we're off at all or, you know, one or two days of, I don't know, you didn't sleep. Now you're already a unit behind two or three weeks into the semester. Mm-hmm. And I have kids who, like, haven't done any summatives all semester. And I'm like, what? We have to, like, go back and do stuff. All right. Yeah. Um, But to, like, yeah, to not have time, like, to make stuff up, to, kind of, you know, we're doing a test on Wednesday. Thursday, we start the next unit. That's a lot for our students. Correct. Yeah, you're not wrong. But um, also, like, admin, powers that be, is like, oh, you need to be using bell to bell all the exactly. minutes in your class. Like, you need to make sure you can teach all your content, blah, 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 blah. So, like, there's no winning. No, there's not. So, I think that's part of it is, yeah, from the top down. Like, we have to be given grace and space and time. And we're not, which is stupid because, like, we're the reason your school is running right now. Right. If half of and us then leave, that goes down <laughs> to the students, like yeah, because we have to get through curriculum and have to get through this content. We don't have time to slow down if you didn't get it or if you missed the test day. You have to make it up on your lunch or never. Yeah, um, which just sucks for the students, and then it just snowballs. Um, but then yeah, also the kids who just are choosing to not engage, there has to be something like like you said, either motivate them well to motivate them, whether a positive or a consequence, to be like. Dude. <laughs> yeah. And it can't be teacher-based. I mean... No, I, we can't. We can't do it. Can, we cannot you know. do Save Them All. We cannot do all the things all at once. There's no way. All right. Well, thank you for joining me. Yes. 
Um, this is our second to last episode of the season, and we'll be yeah. off for the summer. Yes, so we can bond with baby. So, yeah, so <laughs> I can spend time with my baby. Um, and it just feels fitting that a teacher podcast takes a break for the summer. You're correct, because we're on a break. Except I'm doing summer school, and I low-key regret it, no. but sometimes sometimes we need money. So that makes okay. sense. <laughs> That's um, So if you um, have missed other episodes of the podcast, you can find those anywhere you listen to podcasts. That's um, on Apple Podcasts. Google Play, and Spotify. Um, feel free to follow our Instagram page. It's pretty quiet lately because I'm expecting a baby and can't <laughs> manage everything at once. Because we can't um, do it all. No, that is one thing that dropped. But um, you can always reach out on the Instagram, and I check the messages regularly. I just got a message today from someone call- that said, hey, sexy. Cute. Not a real message. Uh-oh. It was a bot. But I was like, oh, hey, someone messaged the reimagined Uh-oh. teaching. You can pretend it's a real message. Uh, um, anyway. You're always welcome um, to do there. You can catch up on old episodes. Um, otherwise, we have one more before our summer summer break. Thank you for joining us today. Bye.